Everybody in the Big 12 is going to know his name, and all the quarterbacks are going to feel his pain. That underdog mentality has always been big for West Virginia. We're just heartbroken that we were not good at our jobs. He is the modern-day Don Nealon. Trust the climb. And now it's time for the Country Roads Webcast. What's going on, Mountaineer Nation? Welcome into another edition of the Country Roads Webcast. Another off-season update coming at you. We're going to talk about uh, the coaching staff being complete, a little transfer portal talk, uh, a little bit of Country Roads Trust talk, maybe NIL stuff, just whatever we can get into, really. As always, I'm Jordan Cruz, joined by my co-host, Steven. What's going on, everybody? And Bradley. Yeah. Oh, is that right? All three back together again. Oh. <laughs> at hey, Big Bubba there B- he is. On Twitter, that's at Big Bubba B underscore Rat, if you want to follow him on Twitter in case you're <laughs> Not on the video side. If you're listening on the audio side, we'll throw it out there for you too. But uh, good to see y'all boys again. How y'all been doing? I've uh, been doing freezing. It's been cold. Yeah, hey, uh, you got that right. I have been. I've been pretty good, man. Been trying to not be cooped up in the house all winter. Going out and snowboarding a little bit. Oh yeah. It's been. I mean, WVU off season's uh, been done for a while. Football wise, you got basketball going on, which you can follow. But football also in the off season altogether now. You know. uh I like the Super Bowl. I had a good time. Did you guys enjoy the Super Bowl? I'm a Rams fan, and you know this, Cruz. Oh, well, yeah, that's right. that's right. How, that's how right. How do you think I had? Anyway, I had to call it out. I had to call it out. Hey. Yeah, no, I actually didn't watch the Super Bowl, so I watched like Wow. Show. I was doing stuff. Wow. We were celebrating. I feel you. Much as it pains for me to admit uh-huh. it, man, I'm really happy for AD. Really yeah. happy for Aaron Donald. I know. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was rooting for the Bengals, but I had like quite a few bets on uh, Rams stuff. I, I got Cooper Cup for MVP. Got in on that, like plus seven hundred odds. Bet five dollars, nice. won like forty off of it. So that was there nice. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah, reading comments so I about. Time. I was reading comments about you know Aaron Donald with the shirt off in the Super Bowl parade. Someone said yeah, he looked like a thumb. Someone hard. said that he looked like a thumb thumb from Spy Kids. Oh man, <laughs> I didn't. I hadn't even seen another parade it, footage. It I'm had me. I don't know. It had me rolling. They were going ham. They were uh, big bottles. <laughs> uh, I don't blame him. I would be too, man. Yeah, you just celebrating like You're crazy. Right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like I, I'm like I can retire now. Like I'd be like a rookie too. Yeah, I'm a part of my ass. <laughs> you know, all I needed. Yeah, exactly. If I want a Super Bowl. You imagine the bonuses you're gonna get, the endorsements. Yeah, they said OBJ got like a max throughout the postseason. That's wild. OBJ That's wild. had the most to prove, I think. Yeah. I got yeah. Yeah, well, Matt Stafford, too, you could argue, honestly. Matt Stafford, everyone was always saying, talking down on him, but all he yeah. does is, you know, get away, and there it is. He's, I mean, he's he's solid quarterback. Yeah, and he proved that this year. That's for sure. Um, yeah, Rams. That being said, that being said, Steven gets a ring. Rams get the Super Bowl. Well, Steven doesn't get a ring, but uh, hey, I can order a ring I mean, if I want to. I mean, I guess you could, yeah. yeah. Hey, I followed the Rams all the way through all them losing seasons. I was about to say you've like just like I'm doing for West Virginia now, okay? And West Virginia wins the national championship. I expect one of those crystal balls on my on my mantle too. (laughs) I put my time in, okay? Absolutely, absolutely. I want to touch the trophy. I touched the black diamond Uh, trophy. Yeah. Oh, very nice, very nice. Hopefully, they win that again this year. Keep it for six thousand days. 
Um, that being said, let's talk about some of this West Virginia offseason news that's happened since the last time we got together. I guess we'll uh, jump it off with West Virginia completing the coaching staff. Uh, Sean Reagan moving from quarterbacks coach to tight ends coach. Of course, Graham Harrell, new quarterbacks coach, offensive coordinator. We've discussed that, but most recently, uh, Tony Washington joining the staff as wide receivers coach coming over from Coastal Carolina. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on the addition of Tony Washington and the coaching staff West Virginia's put together on offense altogether? All I don't know. I think Tony Washington is like somebody I didn't really have on my board. I, I think I was keeping up with it pretty close. And Tony Washington is not a name I even heard. So I don't know if this is uh, – I tried to find some of his stuff. I looked up, up some of his information, uh, him at Coastal Carolina. Which Coastal Carolina's had a good offense the last couple of years with him. So like that bodes well. He was an NFL wide receiver. That's good. But he's also like young in the coaching. So I think that this might be – I said that it might be where some of our money came from for Graham Harrell's hire. You know, maybe we should get an ex- uh, a dude that's trying to prove himself and get him on a cheaper dime, let him give it a shot and just see what happens. But, uh, yeah, he seems to be very – he did post, like, an hour-long video on YouTube. I watched about 25 minutes of it. And he seems to be, like, a very fundamental wide receiver coach. He seems to be all about the fundamentals and just, like, tweaking a few things, doing, like, five things consistently good, which seemed to be what Neil Brown wants to do and Graham Harrell wants to do, you know. So getting a guy that come in there and make sure that the wide receivers are just really sound on their basic fundamentals might be a good, good plan. Yeah, I don't really know that much about him, to be quite honest with you. Um, yeah, I, like you said, I, I didn't know anything about him. So I know that he was at North Texas, right? Um, uh, Coastal Carolina. Carolina. Coastal Carolina. Sorry, who was at North Texas? Graham Harrell was at North Texas before he was at USC. Yeah, see, yeah, Coastal Carolina. I I heard that he was a very fundamental wide receiver coach, but I mean, like if you if you pair that with Graham Harrell and his style. I know that that you know has got me really excited as the way that Graham Harrell has used his wide receivers in the past, but so I don't know. I get excited about things like that. Yep, Even yeah, he's, if I, I don't mean, know he's a lot young. about him. Yeah, he's he's young and new to the profession, but uh, he was. I seen that he was named uh, AFCA, I think it is, uh, American Football Coach Association or whatever. Uh, top thirty-five coaches under the age of thirty-five. He made that list, so that's good. He's, he's young. You know, I said he's only been coaching like two years as a full-time assistant, I think. But um, from everything I've heard, is all good things about him. So hopefully it pans out. But you know, you're getting yeah, a guy with a lot of potential, of if anything. Yeah, yeah that's what I said. Nobody had them on the board. Around. Like yeah. he didn't have, I still don't think he has a connection to either one of our coaches. It's just I don't think so. Higher outside of the program, yeah. all higher is strange. Seemed like they just wanted to get somebody like with get some youth in there, and you know yeah. try and get an up and coming guy maybe. Yeah, but it makes you wonder why they didn't go like Stedman Bailey. You know, a guy that has WU connections is wanting to get into the game. Was an assistant head coach or assistant grad assistant. That's who. That's who I was really wanting it to be with Stedman. I really wanted. Yeah, to I saw be. that floated around a lot. He's got Miami in his pocket, but maybe it's somebody that comes in in a couple of years. I don't, I don't. I'm not sure. It was. Yeah. It was just strange. Yeah, I mentioned you know. Yeah, as Carrier was who I wanted, and I kind of like looking at this hire though. Kind of reminds me of Carrier when Carrier was younger, like when West Virginia first hired Carrier because he had only been a coach for a couple years. Then uh, it was also like a college star, played in the NFL, and then was a young up and coming wide receivers coach, and that's turned out good. And he's had a good career, so I'm hoping that uh, Tony Washington's on like that similar path. Like, do you think we reached out to him? Do you think we even tried to talk to him? Uh, Carrier? Yeah. No. I mean, either one of them. I'm curious if we even chopped. Like, do we ask our own carrier and then be like, hey, but we can't pay this much? And he's like, nah, I can't do that. I just came from Houston. Like, I can make a good paycheck right now. Like, I know I'm worth I don't think so. I I heard that they reached out to like two or three people, but uh, Carrier, Stedman, 
uh, wasn't really uh, ones they were going after, at least. I'm sure I so. think that they had like a top guy, and then Washington was like their 1A, is from what I heard. But yeah. I can't remember what the other guy's name that was that was a top one. He was from uh, my, uh, I don't know if he's from Miami University, but he's like somewhere in the Florida area, has Florida connections. The guy they were going after, though, at first. Because somebody I started looking to is Ivan McCartney. McCarthy? McCartney? McCartney. Oh, yeah. Ivan McCartney. Sticks. Yeah, he yep. he's a, a wide receivers coach in Miami, Florida High School. Yeah, Miramar. I can't remember. I think his name was Ken or Keith or I can't remember. I'd have to look it up again. I read it in a in an article. I can't remember what it was. Because I, I think that's somebody name, to look forward to maybe in a couple of years. I think that they might try to bring him on the staff just because he's talking about Florida connections. Ivan McCartney. Is that you talking about? Yeah, Chad's yeah. Ivan McCartney, younger cousin. Maybe. Yeah, the one that yeah. played uh back yeah, with they, us. They called him Sticks. You know and. Yeah, Gino and Stedman and Tavon. Yeah, he was actually pretty decent. He just I don't know. I think he yeah. got he was a big he was a big time recruit. Yeah, big time recruit, but I think he got riddled with injuries. He would have been Yeah, he had a he caught the injury though. bug. Yeah, he yeah. was he was solid because I know that one year when he had all three of them healthy, Stedman, Tavon, and him as the top three I wide receivers. Yeah. Then he ended up getting injured like halfway through the year. They were all going insane that beginning. He was on the orange ball squad. A, what a yep. good pickup that would be for our program. You know. Yeah. I, that's what I'm interested to see about this, uh, how this hire shakes out with Washington is how the recruiting goes now because I don't think Washington will recruit Florida. I mean, he could. So I'm interested to see who's going to be recruiting Florida for us now. I'm thinking maybe Shadon Brown seems like the most likely because yeah. yeah. he's switched territories a lot and he's been in a lot of different places. So uh, they may move him to, there, but we'll see. It seems like we're going to Florida for defensive backs a lot, and that's his area. So. The thing is, we've been recruiting, especially this uh, 2023 and up classes, they've been hitting the Carolinas pretty hard. Uh, that quarterback we've got for 2023 and the running back we've got committed, we've got like three or four commits for 2023. And one's a quarterback, one's a running back. I think that the quarterback is from South Carolina, and I think we have a defensive lineman from the same high school in South Carolina. And getting uh, Washington from Coastal Carolina and being in that area, I think that they might be something to that, and he might be recruiting those areas with how they've been trying to target them more. It seems coming up. Yeah, yeah. One one of the guys we're going after actually has he like went and visited Coastal Carolina, so I wonder if they interacted. I think it's a good possible for us too. So, and he's from South Carolina, but yeah, he went. I wouldn't be surprised. Coastal, so I'm curious if he saw like the wide receivers coach, and then the guy could be like, "Oh, I'm at West Virginia now." So, okay, it could happen for sure. Um, and then one more thing with the coaching staff I did want to point out. Uh, I don't know if you guys uh, saw this. Jordan Leslie got a raise, and all the defensive coaches got contract extensions. So they they went from like two years to three years or whatever. They all had like one year left. I think they all have like three-year deals now. But the interesting thing for that is uh, the three offensive assistants did not get contract extensions. So Matt Moore, Sean Reagan, and Chad Scott are all working on one-year deals this year, so kind of in an essence, an, like an auditioning for Graham Harrell for a year. It seems like before they decide if they want to renew those contracts or not. So, um, you know, we'll see how that pans out on with the offense. So it definitely shows that they're still looking yeah, and evaluating the offense. If the offense isn't any better than it was last year, I, you know, I think Neil Brown, you know, is fighting for his job. So. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, for sure. So they're going to do – that's why I'm saying, like, I think they're keeping a close eye on that offense to the point, like, even if it starts off and it's not clicking like they think it should be clicking, that you might see somebody, you know, one of those three that didn't get their contracts renewed hit the – have to hit the bricks, you know. And I wouldn't th- – I don't think it'd be Chad Scott, so you'd be probably talking about Sean Reagan or Matt Moore because I'd say Sean Reagan's on the ropes right now moving from quarterback's coach to tight end's coach. But uh, Matt Moore's the one everybody's kind of got their eye on, I think. Yeah. I think it yeah. has to 
And like that would be something you would notice coming straight out. If our offensive line is not improved at the beginning of 2022, if you can't see noticeable improvement, then like that's immediately an issue. Oh yeah. Like they've had too much time. It was already an an issue this year. You know, this year was supposed to be improved. So if next year it doesn't that you know, that's definitely a red flag. Yeah. And I mean you could look back at this year and be like, you got some young guys, you got some transfers in, you know, the only you only got like two or three people really returning, but like you've got like a team that has played together consistently, like a line that has played together consistently. And like you have like Jaquay Hubbard and, you know, Chris Mayo and, you know, some people behind them still that are still there. So like we should yeah. be like all right at that position. So like if they come out and lay another egg, then like it's gotta be it's gonna be the first one to go. I think so. Like I said, you're gonna well, because they're they're young. They definitely should be progressing with how young they are. So if they're not, something's up. Yeah, and how talented they are. I mean, they're not just like not talented guys. I mean, those are there's four there's a lot of four star linemen on that line. They're talented. Like they they should be able to play. Yep. You're right. Absolutely. Um, speaking of uh, players wanting to play and uh, I guess play other places in other case cases, we got to talk a uh, transfer portal right now. I mean, it's, you know, the name of the game in college football. A lot of people like to, you know, look at West Virginia, but I think, you know, we were talking off like about people focusing only on West Virginia situations kind of leaves, puts the blinders on to what's going on around you in college football as well, because it's happening everywhere. But uh, most recently, I know Charles Finley and Tavis Lee hit, but those are reserve guys. The one you really want to talk about is Daryl Porter, you know, starting corner last season, hitting the transfer portal. And I think there's a lot of signs, you know, to point to tampering. You know, I think last year when we lost Miller and Tyke Smith, Neil Brown all but said there was tampering involved. He said, you know, I know I've had guys that have been tampered with, but there's no way of proving that. And I think that's the problem right now with this transfer portal is that it needs to be regulated somehow because you can't really prove tampering. And, you know, that's the that's the problem with it. If How can how can you relegate it if you can't prove it? There's just got to be things that be done. One thing that I've heard that was a good su- suggestion, I think Mike Kazaza brought this up, is what if you can transfer, you know, you don't have to sit out here anymore, but what, what if in your first year you can't collect any NIL money? You know what I'm saying? If you transfer that first year to your other place, you can't collect NIL money. That would put a little bit nip in the butt on tampering. But uh, what are your guys' thoughts on tampering? Do you think it's involved in this case with their reporter and the transfer portal at WVU? Uh, I think tampering, I mean, like you said, is 100% without a doubt happening. You know, And this isn't just the only case. I mean, I'm, I'm fairly sure it was the case in Tyke Smith, you know, and – Countless others who's transferred out. But, I mean, I don't know. I think that I've always been in favor of the NIL deals, and I've voiced that many times. But I also think that, you know, for these reasons, you can't have, you know, just an all-out warfare for for players. It's just like an NFL free agency. And my, I mean, what's the difference? If, that's the, if you got this team that makes however much money versus this team that you know, on an average player basis makes this much money. You can just toss money around like it's nothing and just get whatever players you want to. And it's like the New York Yankees buying all the players up just to win the pennant. You know what I mean? It's what's the difference. And I, so I think that there should be some kind of regulation on what kind of money's made and what teams can, I don't know. It's all just, an all-out warfare right now because West Virginia yeah. has decent players and we're losing starters. That's the thing for me. 
It's not like players are leaving because they can't compete for a spot. We're losing starters. Yeah. And like, I think when I look at it, when I look at it, I think I see see kids transferring for two reasons. Either they're transferring for playing time or they're transferring for NIL money. Like it's just what's happening. Like that's, if we've had players leave, that's because one of those two things, either they transfer down to start or they transfer to another power five. Most of them, most of that for maybe Sean Ryan, uh, Sean Ryan and Scotty Young, but Winston Wright, Terry Porter Jr. guys probably leaving for money, right? And when I look at it, I you gotta look at the two things. And when I I see myself talking about it, because I've been fighting with a lot of people on Twitter about it. When I see myself fighting about it, I think the transfer portal is fine. If you want to leave and go to a place and no play immediately, whatever, players should be able to leave, go wherever they want to, feel go where they feel wanted, and want where like go where they want. You know, players should absolutely get that. Players should also get paid for their likeness and their their nil deals. Players deserve to get played. Uh, players deserve to get paid, not paid. Yeah, you know what I mean. Players deserve to get paid. But I think that there needs to be a cap, like the NFL, where every school has a set amount of dollars that they can spend on on nil deals. Like, hey, you get fifty thousand dollars, spend it however you want to. And I think that it's going to even out the playing field in two different ways. You know, everybody's got the same amount of money. Alabama is going to have to pay more for top tier players. If they like the top player in the country wants to come there, they're going to say, I want top dollar for myself because I'm worth this much. And so they're not going to be able to dish out as much money for players farther down the road. You know what I mean? Like low, lower players are not going to be able to get everybody at top dollar. Cause then they're not going to be able to get, they're going to run out of money so quickly. And other kids are going to want to go other places and play for money. You well, know? see, that's what I think makes it so complicated in a way is because it's not like the money is coming directly from the school. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's coming from whatever endorsements. I mean, like DJ Wigalele yeah. from from Clemson earned, I think, like over a million dollars before he even played a down for uh, Clemson. Uh, Caleb Williams is getting Pepper. what? Caleb Williams is getting what? Two million dollars to go to USC? Something like yeah, that? Yeah, it's. I mean, I'm it's sure astronomical I mean. amounts of money that kids are getting, like just for signing to a school. Now yeah. it's not even Crazy. like they're playing a down and becoming a star yet. That's Crazy the thing story about that it. Includes both. It's yeah, Q and Evers that went to Ohio State got a million dollar contract. And now bounce without ever even playing a snap. I don't think. Right. Texas. Yep. That's what I'm saying. So there's got to be some kind of regulation on like what kind of money can be spent on what players. Because something or for that guy, pay it. But then WV can turn around and pay you know the third guy a lot like still some good money and come to WV and be a great player. That's what I'm saying. Like, but you think if DJ Wigalele would have signed for West Virginia, Dr Pepper would have gave him a million dollars because he signed he just signed a WVU. No, not, not right now. now. It's, I mean, basically right now, it's whoever you sign for. It's like Alabama players, I promise you, are getting astronomical amounts of money from just endorsements. So, like, how do you regulate money through endorsements? I mean, I'm in favor of, uh, like Neil Brown says, I think that there should be like a transfer period. Like, there, I mean, you know, look at free agency, and that's basically what this is. It's just a certain periods that you can do that you know, all kinds of stuff like that. And I think that there should be a, like a set period. Players can transfer out during this time. And then if not, they have to stay on the roster till the next transfer period, whenever that is. And then they can transfer out. Cause then that would, um, for one, it would just give the coaches some type of system. So they'll know I've got these guys on my roster during this time and no surprises. Cause I think that that's what hurts is like this happening after signing day, you're getting ready going to spring football. You've already got your class. You only have a certain amount of scholarships left. You probably have people you're targeting. Maybe you were targeting a corner. Maybe you weren't, but now you're going to have to probably try and add another corner and scramble for one late. And, you know, I think if you have a set period, then you avoid situations like this when someone transfers, you know, unexpectedly. 
Yeah, absolutely. Definitely a frustrating time to be a college fan. It is. College football is the wild, wild, rest, wild, wild west right now, rather, with uh, this NIL and transfer portal. And, I, and just I getting like crazier. Yeah, and I feel like if they don't fix it soon, like if they don't put a cap on money somehow, if they, if they don't put a cap on it some way, WVU will never be able to compete. And, like, that's what I really was trying to get across to some people online. It's just like when it comes to money, like kids should get paid. But, like, if it comes to, like, other schools can just buy the cream of the crop, if they don't have to recruit them, they can just – they don't have to recruit and develop. They can just skim them from the top. You know, they can just pay them more than we can. We will never be able to compete. West Virginia will fall down to mediocrity, and that's where we will stay because there's no way we compete with that. We can get as many kids as we want to that just want to play for West Virginia, and it'll never be enough. Yeah. Well, speak. I mean, speaking of that, though, that kind of leads into the next thing. One of the things I did want to talk about, which is someone that's trying to help West Virginia be able to do that with the Country Roads Trust uh, put together by Oliver Luck and Ken Kendrick. You know, the big money guys got a lot of famous athletes, you know, supporting that, you know, all across different sports from West Virginia to help, you know, finance NIL deals and allow people to donate to them to, you know, help West Virginia stay alive in that NIL game. But one of the interesting things, I think, to look at that, from a West Virginia standpoint, West Virginia being able to compete because I think it's going to be really tough. And what you want to avoid is becoming a stepping stone kind of school where players come here, they have good years, and somebody with more NIL money comes, takes them through the transfer portal, which is what we've kind of seen with these defensive backs lately, I think you could argue. But the Country Roads Trust trying to help West Virginia, but the thing that you got to get into with that, looking at it from a West Virginia perspective, is there's limited amount of money in West Virginia, limited amount of donors in West Virginia that have the kind of money that can really help the program. A lot of those people are donating to the MA, you know, the MAC, the Mountaineer Athletic Club, already. So it's like becomes a Robin Peter to pay Paul type of situation. Um, the Country Roads Trust is a good thing, but is that also taken away from your straight donations to the university? Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on how much can this help West Virginia in this NIL game? Do you think universities start to take a portion of the NIL bills? I mean, I, I, they, I think that they, it would be really beneficial to them to be able to do something, you know, and be involved in it somehow because – Image and likeness on your jersey every day. Right, because right now they have to operate as two completely separate entities, like almost like they don't even know each other exist. And I mean, and, that was the that was the the argument before, right? That you know the university made too much money, while the athlete made none. And so exactly now that if you know now that this is an argument, now that you know the player may have to pay a portion of nil deal to the university. Well, they could be like. There oh, probably will the, be a board. Ticket sales. You guys get merch sales. You guys get X, Y, and Z. But like, if the football team's not performing well, if these paid athletes via other entity aren't playing well, you know, when does <laughs> when does WU get to be like, oh, you don't represent, you know, what we need right now? I don't know. Well, it creates a yeah. it creates a totally different scholarship. I guess um, WU Neil Brown is then the mediator between paid player i think they probably put a maybe maybe a regulation on you have to at least play before you know a certain amount before you're able to receive benefits from nil maybe that's a thing well it just it creates a totally different like financial support system that's needed for your major sports basketball and football mainly aside from what people are already donating to the university as a whole, like now you have this whole other separate entity that you're going to need to get money to, to be able to pay your players. Whereas you're trying to get money to the university for things like, you know, facilities and what have you. So people are going to have to try and, you know, the, to say if, if whoever big donors donate a million dollars to the university, does he now donate 
500k to the university and 500 to country road trust or is he gonna be able to pull out another million to give them both a million you know that's the problem you're running into i think now yeah yeah the people that are definitely yeah. in it just for the sports you know people just throwing money and they're like oh i give you my my money because of sports like why why would i just give it to your football team now instead of giving it to you <laughs> yep it's yeah. uh it's interesting it's a it's like Pandora's box has been opened in college football for sure. I think, yeah. you know, it's become college football has become what, you know, the, I guess essentially what the rest of life has become. And that's just a big money, a money game. You know, it's all about the dollar spent. Whereas, you know, I guess that's almost what, you know, a lot of us loved about college football in a way before. That's not what we wanted it to turn into. We, you know, for myself, that's the NIL deal was mainly to make it fair for the student athlete, you know, not to get ripped off while, you know, he makes how however many X amount of dollars for this university and receives nothing, which we all are, are naive if we're sitting here saying that they did receive nothing that entire time because I know for a fact the student athletes received wow. money before. Now NIL it's just fees. legal. Right. <laughs> now it's just <laughs> legal and acceptable and people yeah. talk about it. Before no one talked about it, and if you got caught, you're you know the worst person that ever lived. And that's why you know I, there was always a pattern in college football in my mind when you seen coaches in not college football as a whole as more as college basketball and football because it's the two biggest you know athletic you know the two biggest sports in college. But you would see coaches like just do all this stuff to get their recruits have however many good years of basketball with however many championships, then get caught, get all of that stripped. And then, you know, they don't care. Those coaches don't care. They did all that stuff. It's not like you can literally erase history. You can erase record books or whatever, but they really did win those championships and they got those players. It was just how they got them wasn't the right way to do it. And now, hey, you know, would, it's allowed. Uh... I would I would take a championship even if they were to even if they erased it from history later because guess what we still won so I, I mean I would gladly pay have or somebody pay for some guys for us to win a national championship in football. So, you um, think Louisville that, that's fans? Fine, that's fine with me. I'll take. Do that you think Louisville me. fans, whenever Rick Pitino got fired twice for doing that, they were like, you know what, we don't deserve those championships. <laughs> right. Those, those strippers <laughs> like, really ruined our moral code. <laughs> get that man and all those championships out of here. No, guarantee you that's not what they said. Yeah, yeah, that's like they took the Heisman away from Reggie Bush, but, I mean, I still saw Reggie Bush win the Heisman. Reggie Bush still won the Heisman. Like you Reggie can, Bush is like, still you won. Can, Reggie you can Bush scratch it out of your probably, books, but it still happened. <laughs> you guys can probably agree with me on this, but he, Reggie Bush is still probably the best college athlete I've ever watched play. And I've watched Tavon, I've watched Percy Harvin, and I've watched Michael Vick, exactly. and I've watched a lot of guys play. Reggie Bush was different. Yeah, especially at USC. That was ridiculous. That behind the back, man. Yep. Insane. Solidified. Insane. Solidified. But no, I, I, I agree. I think I think it started off being good, you know, NIL to benefit the student athletes, like you said. But I think now with Transfer Portal and, and all this and how this has become, it almost has made you forget that they're students now. It's, it's operating yeah. almost like a professional sport. And so – Unless you stop to think about it, oh wait, these guys are still, you know, going to this college. They're still going to this university because it's become almost its own separate entity now, like football and basketball. And you forget that it's still tied to, you know, a university. Well, I yeah. think that's the 
the saddest part about sorry bradley i'll let you go in just a second i just i think that's the the saddest part about it all too is because you know i think above all else i think you really do need to you know focus on the education part of it if you're going to go to school and i think that that's would you know largely what it's become is just a stepping stone to the nfl i mean and for a lot of guys that's a great thing that's you know i don't think that's something to be ashamed of is achieving your dream but for too many too many football players don't have that other plan you know set in stone for the the guys that don't have you know the chance to make it to the league and people don't focus on that part enough so i think that's the sad part of it yeah and just like looking at it i don't know i guess we went through my head just sitting here like thinking about it and it, if it is going to be two entities, the way it feels and the way it's like when Jordan's in there talking about it, it's the way it makes me feel about it, is you now got, you know, like the universities, which own the buildings, the equipment, the the physical location, just like they got the brand, the logo, the market, the money. And then you've got the players who are now basically like what Jordan said, it doesn't even feel like they're student at, like students anymore. And so they're basically, you know, going to be getting paid to play football here, you know. That's going to be like that branch that, that pays students, but really now they're just athletes that also go to school at WVU. Um, right. And so, like, when do you make like make the distinction between who gets paid, who gets scholarships? If people are making NIL deals, do you pull their scholarship? You know. I mean, that's true. It's like you're making you're making two million dollars. Why do we need to give you money to? Yeah, but then the school here. Say like, oh, why do I? Go oh, I meant to tell you guys, I went for walk on trials today at WVU and. They told me I didn't make it. So, oh man, oh, I thought you had so, that in the bag, brother. I know, man. Planning on announcing on the show, man. I was, I was hoping for you to get me sideline passes too. That's a bummer. They said some that I was like not big enough or fast enough or. What was your forty? Talented enough or? I mean, dude, I ran like a seven point four or something like that, Dang. man. I mean, that's, that's not, like. That's a whole half a point faster than the last time. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I told them. And they was like, that's not nearly good enough, apparently. Like, <laughs> well, obviously, don't see my potential. If I got my 40 down 0.5 seconds in six months. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm, I'm working. Give me like four years. I'll have that down under five. Like, no, do you know how many good trays go. I lifted chilies? <laughs> I'm saying, man, I've been working for this. Oh, they still said no. They said hey, no. Man. They said yeah, my talent. You got plenty of my, eligibility. They said that my talent exceeds the, you know, the limit of what they're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> Not trying to be that good of a team, apparently. I don't know why. Hey, yeah. when, okay. when do you get to the you point know. though where you just make these kids pay for college? Is the thing. Like, when, when do you make them pay? That's for that's money? the interesting part. That's the interesting. And then if part. they turn around and say, "Well, I don't want to do that," then do you just have, you know, it's like the NFL. You know, like it's the Kansas City Chiefs. It just happens to be the West Virginia University. Mountaineers, like, like it's just like our own little city teams, but they're just colleges across the country because they've got well, the facilities and they've got the merchandise and they've got the yeah. branding and they've got the infrastructure. I think know, every bit of what Alabama football is could be equal to, you know, an NFL franchise. Well, and I think bigger picture looking at it, it has the capability and possibility to affect other things as well because you look at it like a big school. I know we talked about Caleb Williams getting $2 million or whatever it is. These big recruits, if they're getting deals like that in college, they go get drafted. Their rookie contract may be less than what they were making in college. 
So that's true. Does that in turn make the NFL raise what they're going to pay rookies? I mean, it absolutely. Has Guarantee it. Things. I mean, the dominoes fall in line. I'm telling. I mean, if that's just the way things go. I mean, over time, I promise you that's what will happen. And so I promise you that the NFL can't keep up, and then the NCAA just becomes the NFL. And then, really, football is just nineteen to twenty-one year olds in the prime of their life playing football. Yeah, I'm it's just, like it's going to be like the NFL G League, senior, like basically. Yeah, the NFL is the senior league. They're going to pick like the top thirty-two teams in college. You know, these are the top thirty-two. We're going to have them play a season, and you know, have their season, and that'll be the NFL G League season, and then they'll go on to the NFL if they want. It's, I mean, that's. Then you have the G League towards. subdivision or some bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or you'll just or just have the NCAA as its own thing, and the people yeah. that aren't the select chosen top thirty-two teams or whatever will just continue it like it is. I guess paying kids for scholarships. And I don't know. School. It's it's interesting, man. I mean, I, it's like the modern right day now. merger. Like I don't know what like. I mean, think about it. That's how things yeah. happened back in the day. You know when? Yeah, I mean, you never know. You never NBA know. Yeah, NFL came became what it was. Yeah. Or is yeah, once they separated the student from the athlete, now it's just all money. Yep. True that. True that. The future. Well, uh, the uh, future is here. Yeah, it's gonna be soul crushing. Like I said, West Virginia can't complete mon- compete monetarily. So if it comes down to that, then it's just gonna be soul crushing as a fan to watch. Yeah, it's uh, I'm yeah, hoping it's that there's there's gotta be some regulations or hopefully somebody you know, comes in with some huge donation. I don't know. Something's got to give because uh, I don't want to see West Virginia become a stepping stone program to the point where people come here for a year or two, have good seasons, and we just keep losing our top players every offseason. It's just not sustainable. Yes, Juco. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what you worry about because, I mean, that's what's going to happen if this stays the way it is. People are just going to mine schools that are lower tier than them. You know, the top P5 schools are going to raid the lower P5 schools. The lower P5 schools are going to raid the group of five schools and FCS and so on and so forth. And it's also going to hurt high school recruiting. So it's just huge implications all around that could possibly happen. Yeah. But, I mean, I still don't see why we can't just do a cap like the NFL does. I feel like that just solves so many problems. I just don't know how you do it with, like, private companies, but you have to be, like, you know, why can't the trust be part of, you know, WVU? Like, you know, why does the trust have to be separate? Yeah, that's that's something that I think really needs to be looked into because for certain certain schools or certain states, you know, it's not going to matter. There's a lot of money in those states where we can put some into this NIL program and we can put the same amount at the university. But I think here in a place like West Virginia, it, it's, you know, def, definitely can be detrimental. Yeah. And you, like, limit it out. Like, hey, you as a trust, you get to decide what athletes get, you know, what amount. You know, kids can argue it. They can get their agents and argue contracts, do whatever they want to do. But, you know, at the end of the day, if everybody has the same amount of money, then, like, if we can split it better than other people do, then it just works out better for us. It just gives yeah. everybody more of a fighting chance. Absolutely. All right. So, I I agree. Um, any other topics you guys want to jump into before we uh, hit up the uh, new final segment? Mm, no. no. All I'm right. excited for this final um, segment. With that being said, we're going to be introducing a new final segment to the podcast. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, you know, uh, check us out there. Country Roads webcast, subscribe to us. Uh, follow us on Twitter at WVU Country Roads, and you can find the podcast on any platform. But if you're watching on YouTube, you can see here I have right here to my left. This is the Mountaineer Multiple Choice Trivia 10. We're going to be introducing a new game show called Mountaineer Multiple Choice. <laughs> I'm going to ask the guy, I have trivia questions in here. I'm going to ask the guys 
uh, some trivia, a series of trivia questions. Um, they'll take a turn. Whoever I ask, it's a multiple choice question. Gets a chance to answer. Correct answer is worth three points. If they get it wrong, the other person has a chance to steal. Steal's worth five points. And uh, we'll keep score and see who wins at the end of the show. Uh, with that being said, uh, you guys ready to get into the first inaugural edition of Mountaineer Multiple Choice? Yeah. I was supposed to say mm. I'm going to lose, but I'm going to give it my best shot. <laughs> yeah, I hey, think it's so. It's anyone's game. It's anyone's game. Be All right. Uh, <laughs> I should have. I should have got. Uh, I don't think I have a coin on me. I was gonna say we could flip a coin to see who goes first this time. But uh, uh, what do you guys want to? You guys want to Rochambeau? You know, I'll go first. I'm gonna get it right. Let Brad go first. Okay, Bradley goes first, and uh, we'll try and remember we'll who goes alternate. first each time, so we can alternate it for like uh, next show. Stephen can go first. Uh, we'll just okay. try and remember that up. Yeah. All right. So here we go. The first, first question ever on Mountaineer Multiple Choice. Wait. <laughs> All right. I am the only player in WVU history to rush the ball over 1,000 times in a career. I ran it 1,050 times. Who am I? Is it A, Ira Rogers, B, Amos Zeraway, C, Avon Coburn, or D, Pat White? Mm, I can't. I don't even know the first three names. I'm going to go – I don't think it was Pat White. I know he ran a lot, but 1,000 1, rushes, that's a lot of rushes. Yeah. So the other names again? Let me see if I can. Uh, you got A. Ira Rogers, B. Era, Era Rogers, C. Avon Coburn. Okay, I'm gonna go C. Avon Coburn. Ding 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 ding! Uh, I was gonna say it's Avon. For Bradley. It's funny, man. Let me uh, find my pencil here so I can keep track with the with the gotcha. Who are the other guys? Good job, Brad. Are they, are they in another question? The other candidates? Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't have their. I don't have their carries that they had, but. Uh, it was our Rogers, our Rat Rogers, Amos Zeraway, and Pat White. Yeah. All right. So there's that one. Yeah, okay. I knew that. That and one. Now, I, I, I was having trouble with. I couldn't remember if it was Avon or Amos. But yeah, I, I tried. Sure I tried Avon. to. I tried to throw some tricky names in there so that it would be. But uh, good, most man. of these are stat based, record based. Good. Let's see what All we right. got for Stephen here. All right, Stephen, for your first question on Mountaineer multiple choice. No one in WV football history called as many touchdowns as I did. I own the career record for receiving touchdowns with 41. Who am I? Is it A, Stedman Bailey, B, Chris Henry, C, Tavon Austin, or D, Darius Raynaud? It's A, Stedman Bailey. Yes, sir. Three points for Stephen as well. Damn, that's what I could have got right, too. Yeah. Okay. I'd be ashamed if I didn't know that. Let's get another one in here. Back to Bradley. Three to three right now. All right. No one is anywhere close to me when it comes to career touchdown passes at WVU. I threw for nearly 100 of them as a toss for 98 touchdowns during my time as a Mountaineer. Who am I? Is it A, Mark Bulger, B, Oliver Luck, C, Geno Smith, or D, Rasheed Marshall? Most touchdowns? Most career passing touchdowns. I'm going to say Gino. Ding, ding. Yes, sir. Another three good. points for Bradley. I was going to say Gino's. I know Rashid I think Gino might have the record for most records. <laughs> yeah, Gino is all coming. over the record books because yeah, that, 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 that passing offense. I mean, West Virginia had been majority rushing offense for most of their time, you know, so yeah, his passing records are wide open. For most of his games at WU, so had he did put it up a lot, didn't he? Yep. All right, Stephen, you ready? I'm ready. All right. 
Back to you. The WVU football record for most sacks in a single season is 16 and a half. Who owns this record? Is it A, Bruce Irvin, B, Gary Stills, C, Julian Miller, or D, Canute Curtis? It's Canute Curtis. Oh, he's got it. Canute Curtis yeah. is correct. 16 and a half sacks. I couldn't remember who it was for a second. Right. And I was like, oh, it's Canute. Yeah, I knew that. Dead even so far. So do another round or two, and we'll see where we're at. Before even, we'll have to have a tiebreaker somehow. <laughs> All right, Bradley. The record for most passing yards by a freshman in one season at WVU is 1,200 passing yards. Who owns this record? Is it A, Geno Smith, B, Pat White, C, Dan Kendra, or D, Major Harris? Okay. He says 1,100 yards? 1,200 yards, most passing yards by a freshman in one season at WVU. Okay. I'm going to go with C. C, Dan Kendra is incorrect. Steven, yeah. chance to steal. What were the other three choices? I'm sorry. Rasheed Marshall, Mark Bolger, and... No, it's no. A, Geno Smith, B, Pat White, or D, Major Harris. Most re- passing yards for a freshman. Well, Geno didn't play as a freshman. Yeah. I don't think Pat White threw that much as a freshman. Ding, do, 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 Did you say Major as the other one? Major is the other one. I'm gonna go. I don't know this one, so I'm gonna go with Mage. Oh, the first steal of Mountaineer <laughs> Multiple Choice. Major Harris is correct. Nice. Five, I just did process five of elimination for the steal for Steven. Because yeah, Gina played sure. one game as a freshman, and I promise you, he didn't throw 1,100 yards in that Gator Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I knew it wasn't okay. Gino, and I was pretty sure it wasn't Pat. And so I was like, I'm gonna go with the other two guys. That was a I tough one. Was, I feel like this is one where Jordan's gonna kind of like mix it up on me. And like you know, make it seem it's major, but like this random guy that I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was smart. He threw a good choice in there to throw you off. Yeah. I, yeah. I told you that, that was, was a good one. There's some good tough one. ones in here. That was a All tough right, Stephen. Chance to chance to jump ahead to a major lead here. Um, <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> this is a good one. This is a good one. All right. O- only two players in WVU football history have amassed over ten thousand career total yards. Who are the two? Is it A, Geno Smith and Pat White, B, Geno Smith and Tavon Austin, C, Major Harris and Pat White, or D, Rasheed Marshall and Mark Bulger? Oh, my God. That's tough. That's a tough one. That, oh, I mean, excuse me. <laughs> 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 I don't I don't know. Um did you say Pat White and A is Geno Smith and Pat White, B is Geno Smith and Tavon Austin, C Major Harris and Pat White, and D Rasheed Marshall and Mark Bulger. I'll go with Pat and Geno. Geno Smith and Pat White is correct. Three yeah. points for Steven. That's a really tough yeah. one. So, you know, Tavon put up a lot of numbers and then major and Pat, you know, that's, that's like for those, team. I just go by who, like who played the longest, you know what I mean? Like, cause for Pat and Gino, didn't they play? I mean, essentially, well, Pat played freshman, to senior year. He played all four years. Gino yeah. played. 
Gino, I mean, he played so much freshman year when uh, Jared Brown got hurt and won a couple games. Gino has the most touchdowns in WU history, so he has to be up there. Yeah, Gino, I think, does have the touchdowns by a lot. Yeah, Pat White was such a dual threat. I was like, I'm sure he was putting up 2,500 yards a year between the both of them. Yeah, they both. I think, I think Gino has like 11,000 some, and uh, Pat has like just over 10,200 or something like that. And and then the next is like. Yeah, I think he's either eight or nine. I think Mark Bulger has 9,000 some, something like that. They're all pretty high up there. But all right, we'll do uh, one more round, one more question apiece. Uh, Bradley up again. Let's see what we got here for Bradley. I am the only player in WVU football history to rush for 50 touchdowns in a career. Who am I? Is it A, Steve Slayton, B, Avon Coburn, C, Pat White, or D, Ira Rat Rogers? Okay, I'm going to go with Steve Slayton. Oh, Steve Slayton's correct. Got a good hey. one there, Bradley. That, that was a good one, man. A clutch one. That's a clutch one. All right, Stephen. I believe you've already locked up the win, but let's see if you uh, can add see. to the point total at see least. See if I can put the dagger in there. Wide in the margin. That steal, those steals are crucial with the five points. They are. I'd have to get the steal right. I own this. I own the season record for most receiving touchdowns in one year at WVU with 25 touchdown grabs. Oh. Who am I? Is it A. Stedman Bailey, B. Kevin White, C. Chris Henry, or D. Tavon Austin? I'm about 95 percent sure that it's A. Stedman Bailey. Yes, sir. Correct again. Nice. Yep. Nice. Nice. Right. Yeah, that year was that year was BS. That award yes, was, was stolen from him. Should have won the Blitnikoff. Should have won the Blitnikoff. Definitely. Definitely. All right. So with the first, the first ever edition of Mountaineer multiple choice here on the country roads webcast, the victory goes to Steven 17 to nine win over Bradley. Steven, go ahead with your victory speech. Uh, You know, I, I would just like to thank absolutely nobody. (laughs) I did this myself. I put these years in. (laughs) It's a lot of struggles as a fan to know this answer. I put these uh, years sacrificed uh, in, you know. That's uh, I don't know what else that's to say. That's a lot of fun. You know, I put a lot of years of heartbreak in watching this team, and you know I've had fun doing it sometimes. But you know, a lot of it's just been really hard. You know, watching them lose so much. Uh, you know, so this war goes all that. Watching, hey, it happens. Watching all the struggles, watching us lose awards that we should have won, and. And championships we should have won. Championships we were this close from. <laughs> championships we shouldn't have lost. Yeah, yeah facts. That said, I love this team. Facts. So much. No, but uh, I definitely enjoyed that. Hopefully, uh, you guys listening or watching uh, did as well. Try and do that every episode that we all three get together. We're going to end it out with the Mountaineer Multiple Choice uh, Game Show. So hopefully, you guys like that. And uh, uh, hopefully, Bradley Bradley will bounce back. I feel like they're uh, – Steven that, got that steal. That was a tough question there. You know, the steals. Bradley steals got it, man. He's got Sorry. it. I, I have faith. I have faith. He did. He did. He held his own. Yeah. I have to do a little bit more research. Which it, it's all, I tried to mix it up with like hard questions and semi easy questions so that, you know, it could be anybody's game no matter what. So, you know, I, I think it'll, I think it'll come back the other way for sure. But uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a uh, lot. It was fun. Yeah, me too. I like it a lot. <laughs> I like it a lot. <laughs> That being said, uh, any final thoughts, boys? Anything else y'all want to jump into before we uh, hop out of here with this uh, off-season update? 
Yeah, be looking out for another recruiting video sometime in the next few days. Hey, Bradley, drop another recruiting video. If you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, check that out. I've been trying to get that rolling, putting out some more videos, some YouTube exclusive things on there instead of just the podcast. Of course, we'll still have the podcast up there as well and up on Facebook. And then, of course, uh, find us on any platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, what have you. Uh, Subscribe to us and subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, Definitely trying to get that going as well. Um, Steven, anything you want to add? Mm. Keeping faith alive with basketball. Looking forward to September 1st. Thinking about if I want to go up there to that game or not. Yeah, I, I was thinking about it, but Thursday night, I don't know now. I don't know. It's Saturday. Don't Thursday it's Saturday. You know, some fans yeah, have been I, It just depends. Yeah. It honestly just depends on what I'm working that next day on that Friday. If I'm opening in the morning, I'd have to like – I'd have to honestly probably get the next – the day off on Friday, honestly, to be able to yeah. go. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I would definitely like to take a trip up there. I mean, I there's got to be, be fans game. there. They're it's not going to bring game. any fans. We've got to have Yeah, somebody's there. got Somebody's got to. Sure we'll be there. I don't care what it takes. If I get a new job, I'm in town, like, September 1st. Don't even think about sec- first second. I'm not going to be here. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm definitely going to one of the other, uh, either Pittsburgh or Blacksburg. I I'm definitely want to go to one of the two. I'm definitely going to Blacksburg, thinking about going to Pittsburgh. Yeah, I like it. That's it. I, I probably like won't be around Princeton anymore, so Blacksburg will yeah, probably won't happen for me. Might happen. Yeah, yeah. Pittsburgh. Yeah, if you're not, I mean, if you're up closer, you know, from where we are, Pittsburgh's closer. Where we are, Blacksburg's closer. So, it just depends, really. I kind of like the idea of going to Blacksburg because it's only got like an hour drive, if that, and I'm like I can just be home that night, even if I do work the next day, it wouldn't matter. That's what I. I go to Blacksburg all the time, anyway. So. Yeah, Blacksburg. Yeah, yeah. Blacksburg's. Uh, yeah, it's a nice town. I go up there, eat, shop, do all the good stuff up there. Yeah, school sucks. Really better than Princeton over there. Oh, I mean, what's not? <laughs> I went, I went to the pumpkin patch back in like October, and they had just lost a crazy game where they lost like the last six seconds of it. And it was just uh-huh. so funny watching all the Virginia Tech fans on their phone, and I just could like hear them like, like their heartbreak. They're like, "I missed this!" And, like, "Oh my god, we're gonna lose, aren't we?" Like, we like, Fourteen, and it's like, "Yeah, but we're gonna lose now." And I just remember like smiling, and I was like, "Ah, it must suck to be a Virginia Tech." Fan. That sucks. I don't care if the yep. Mountaineers are sucking this year. I don't care if we do awful. We beat y'all. So. I'm not a Virginia Tech fan. <laughs> yep. I, I, I want to beat them more, worse than – I don't want to say worse than Pitt, but I really want to beat them bad because whoever wins this one gets that trophy for 6,000 days again. So I want to beat them both equally. I want to beat them both 85 to nothing. And literally, the way that our fan base is, if they do, like I feel like people would be satisfied if they beat Pitt and yeah, Virginia they Tech. They'd be like, hey, we won. Four and eight. Yeah. Virginia Tech. Fuck those. Not like, me Neil, personally, but yeah. They were like, Neil, you know, sorry, but you got to go. But, you know, we did enjoy those two wins, if that were the case. If that's the only two games we won next season. Yeah, I mean, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. I've got, I've got faith. I've got faith. But uh, uh, spring practice starting, you know, uh, probably mid-March or so. Spring game, April 23rd. Um, so, looking forward to that, for sure. I uh, can't wait for spring practice. Uh, we'll do, like, a roster preview or something, you know, coming up. Uh, we'll get closer to spring practice. Uh, any Anytime we get more news, enough news, we feel like we have enough to fill out an episode, we'll uh, jump back on here, hopefully, in the next week or two. And, like I said, turn into the YouTube for some YouTube-exclusive stuff in the meantime. But, meantime and in between time. But uh, that's it for us here on this podcast episode, the off-season update edition of the Country Roads webcast. As always, I'm Jordan. And for my co-host, Steven and Bradley, until next time. Let's go, Mountaineers. If you really want to know, then come on, let's go. Take a stroll down those easy roads.